Mango Mustache Media. Que pedo, Chicanos. Welcome to Chicano Chingon. This show is produced and distributed by Mango Mustache Media. You can go check out mangomustache.com slash Chicano Chingon for more information. I'm your host, Nal Marine. We got a producer, Alex, in here. And right here is my brother, Arturo. The GOAT. Chicano Chingon okay. is sponsored by Asenio Las Glorias. We'll be there on July 29th. For more information, check out our website, mangomustachemedia.com slash Chicano Chingon. It's pretty big, man. You know, I can I can drink and I won't get arrested for it. We're talking about birthdays. Birthdays. Arturo is 21 officially. We're the same age. We're the same age. We're going to be the same age for five days. We're the same age for five days. Because we are Irish twins. Not quite twins, but we were born the same year. So my birthday is also, when this comes out, it'll have been my birthday too. Happy birthday to us. Happy birthday to us. Yeah. And we will celebrate by getting becoming borrachos. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, we should have brought tequila. We should have just taken a celebratory shot or something. But we didn't yeah. think that far. But we have the cups. We're we're just we're we're practicing. We're practicing drinking. We wanna we wanna have our hands in the right spots. Pretend you know? these are marks. Salud. Salud. You didn't cheer with me, with Oh okay. shit, sorry. Salud. Here's to be being of legal age. Being of legal age. And getting fucked up this weekend. I don't know about you, but that's what I'm doing. Because <laughs> it's my birthday. We call her Boracha. That's her nickname. Nobody calls me that. That's not true. And that's Nobody a joke, calls. yeah. That's. I fucking hate that joke. I hear it way too much <laughs> from you and the cousins. You shouldn't have said it in the trailer. Fuck yeah! So now that's there, and they're like making more jokes, like "Ah, oh, Nini la borracha." Well, I'm, I'm 21, and I'm just gonna become a borracho too. Yeah, know? it's time this with is, responsibility, of course. You know, this is a. <laughs> Never mind. I was gonna make a fucked up joke about becoming an alcoholic <laughs> <laughs> and how it's. <laughs> Drink responsibly. <laughs> Drink responsibly. Our family—they're not alcoholics, but we anymore indulge. <laughs> <laughs> we indulge. They're not alcoholics. I have to I have to clarify that because they're watching this and they're not gonna appreciate that. We're not alcoholics and we're not gonna be. We're winners. Uh, and only like, when only we drink. If you have to clarify that you're not an alcoholic, you might have a problem. <laughs> no, I just have anxiety about the people watching me. <laughs> There's too many, too many aunts and uncles and grandparents watching me right now. We're not alcoholics. Only for two days this weekend, we're gonna be alcoholics. That's it. I, I'm just, whenever I win, I like to celebrate. Yeah, I love taking shots. For me, it's more like a social thing. Like, hey, we're all going to take a shot together. You know, it's nice. Since I uh, became old enough to do that with my family, it's it's really fun. And I love seeing my parents get drunk. So funny to me. Uh, they say shit. Oh, I know they want to say to me sober. And it's not, it's not bad, but it's just, it's so funny. Well, there's a level it. of comfort. It's like yeah. you know, everybody's loose. Everybody's hanging out. Yeah. We're just They make a lot more jokes. It's hysterical i love it or they get like very emotional <laughs> like hey i love you i love you you're my you're the best yeah. were you about to say you're my favorite kid maybe <laughs> i'm i haven't meant to said that but you know nice save yeah, yeah. who told you that you're your favorite kid um you, you know i just kind of picked it up you know i just feel i want to like know i want to know who said you i want to know who said that you're their favorite i feel like i'm tied for a lot of people i feel like we're all tied I mean, you're pretty cool. You know, you're my my Irish twin or something. Nice so. save, a real that is nice save 100% there. Hundred percent, what the favorite says. Yeah, right. What the fuck? I think we're all tied. <laughs> I think we all have nice qualities. We're, we're all pretty cool in our own ways, you know. I was fucked up. Oh, I, I want to say that you did teach me a lot about tequila. So props to you. You know, you you gave me that good intro for being 21. So. Thank you for the recognition, but this also isn't helping like the borracha allegations. <laughs> well, okay, hold on. But you you serve alcohol. You yeah. work at a restaurant, so you learn these things. And I am just kind of oblivious to certain things. Well, I I learned a lot of it from dad. Uh, mom too, kind of, but 
me and dad talk a lot about tequila because obviously, you know, he knows a lot about tequila. He kind of runs a business with it being like a pretty big focal point. Yeah. And we just talk about like different types of tequila. I do uh, at some point on the show want to talk about tequila and its history and the different types because it is it's really fascinating. And talking about the different types, like the difference between like Blanco and Reposado and uh, like all that. It's really Reposado. Favorite. Love Reposado tequila. Fuck Blanco, hate that shit, burns, I fucking, it's gross. But Reposado, that shit, smooth as fuck, tastes good. You can sip on it. It's just warm and nice. We'll have a review day. We'll, we'll bring in yeah. 20 bottles, we'll take 20 shots. And... We're going to try different types of tequila from every tequila brand, and we're just going to have at it, you know? And we and we'll might be totally not be capable of speaking by the end, but that's why we have our lovely producer, Alex, here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk for you. <laughs> yeah. Here, let's try it right now. Uh, say uh, I'm not drunk, but I'll say it for you. I'm not I'm drunk. Wow. Wait, hold on. Here's a close-up of Arturo. I'm, I'm not drunk. Wait, drunk. damn it. Shit. This is going to go very badly, it. you guys. I'm not drunk. My name is Arturo, and I have a small penis. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> That was fucked up, but that was good. I'll that was good. That. I couldn't you, help it. I you couldn't had, help it. I knew it was coming, too. I'm, as soon as you said and, I was like, oh, he's uh, about to he's destroy going him. He's going in. Yeah. We need to be humbled once in a while, you know? It's necessary. Every once in a while. Yeah. I will say, back in the birthday thing, uh, we haven't gotten fucked up yet, but we did have, we had one birthday party, one family birthday party. Carne asada. That was sick. Dude, I, I love, love carne, carne asada. asada. I love my mom's carne asada. Oh, it's so fire. And Dude, her rice. So good. The rice, I could eat that shit for the rest of my life. I'll, I don't give a fuck. It's just, it's amazing. I'll be full. I'll like have my help. And her salsa and her pico. She makes all that shit because she knows we love it. But I'll be full, full, and I'll finish eating. Oh, my stomach hurts. And then later I'll come back and eat like two bowls of rice. It's like, it doesn't technically count as eating because it's not the main entree. press it down. I gotta make some room. Yeah, I'm just... <laughs> Giving my stomach more cushion. <laughs> that is all I'm doing. Rice is good for you, you know? But um, there's something that's very important to me on birthdays. Essential. Was that? It's super important, all right? And we, we all need to remember this, all right? Oh, Jesus. Tres leche cake. Oh, okay. It's not what I thought you were going to say. Is fucking amazing. It is amazing, all right? I, I haven't had any in a while. Oh, my God. Dude, I, my girlfriend made me uh, like a tray for like my birthday. Oh, she she me she's actually made me multiple before. <laughs> and, you know, she's like, you live, we, we live in the same apartment. Yeah. And she lives downstairs with her boyfriend. She, so my girlfriend, she makes this tray of Trace Lecha cake. She's like, you know, I made this for you, but also share it with the people downstairs. I and then I went overboard and I ate over half easily. Yeah. Look at that shit. It's so good. It's so I didn't get any of it though, because my brother doesn't like to share, even though he is 21 years old now. I'm 21 years old, so I don't have to do anything. <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> this isn't the first time either. She's made it, and she comes. She comes downstairs, and she she tells me and Elijah, she's like, "Hey guys, I made some tres leches cake. If you want any, it's upstairs in the fridge. Um, haha, eat it before our trail gets it all. But there's a lot, so you know you're good." I'm thinking like, "Oh yeah, okay, I'll, I'll get to that eventually." No. Motherfucker, by the time I get up there, there's no more. Or you just start eating that shit straight out of the tray. I'm like, what a psycho. I don't want this anymore. It's so fucking good. You know what would be really good? I mean, this is just a side thing. Um, if we could find a way to put alcohol in it. Oh, I'm sure there's a way. That'd be fucking great. And that, that would make me not eat so much because I'm a fucking baracha. lightweight. You call me baracha. That was pretty. I'm, I'm trying to think of things that'll, that'll make sure that I share, you know? Because I'm a fucking lightweight. So if I if I can't even eat half the cake, you're the borracha, so you can have as much as you want. I'm not the borracha. That was such a borracha thing to say. Well, that aside, uh, yeah. nobody... Uh, oh, we didn't have Tres Leches cake at the party, at our mom's party, but... But we had plenty of carne asada. Uh, we did get our faces smashed in. I don't know if anybody... I mean, I feel like I smashed my familiar. own face. I didn't get smashed in. So... This is a Mexican tradition. I couldn't tell you fucking why other than like, it's funny. It's funny to do that to people. But um, just everybody, every year for your birthday, you have to get your face smashed in. And typically how it goes is, you know, you get your, you get your cake, candles, everything, everybody sings, blow it out, take all the candles out. And then everybody starts chanting 
que la muerda, que la like, like take a bite. They're telling you to take a bite. But that's a fucking trick. You take a bite, you're, somebody is putting the rest of your face in there. You're not taking a bite, you're fucking diving into the cake. Yeah, so some people try to go as quickly as possible so they can avoid the smashing. Some people like to wait it out and just not do it. Some people like to cry. Some people kids. will just bite the bullet and do it themselves, like I did on my 21st he birthday. He smashed his own face in there. You got a lot of nostril in that cake. Yeah, I got a lot of cake in my nostrils. I actually had to blow my nose afterwards. Yeah. There's been a couple of times where we, because we, we shared birthday parties oh, up growing your up. Nose. Yeah. yeah. And a couple of times, like, we would get our face totally smashed and we'd come out looking like a clown. Like, yeah. red nose and the fucking white all around. It was, it was pretty good. There's yearly pictures of us just standing there with cake all over our faces next to each other. Because it's just, our birthdays are five days apart, so we always share the parties with our mom and our dad, so... um but the anxiety going up to that cake oh, and you're like, because we, we have birthday parties with all our cousins and we have easily five, six, seven, I don't fucking know. I don't too know many. how many cousins. We have a lot of cousins and they're all guys and you know guys, they're going to be a little fucking, I'm going to, not to mention, there's, this cake. there's always somebody who's like, oh, don't worry, don't worry. I'll protect you. Yeah, and they're the like, they're going to guards. Yeah, they're going to stand guard and protect you. They're the ones that are going to do it. Fucking okay. Backstabbers. That's every fucking year. Like, ah, don't worry. Don't worry. I got you. I got you. I'm not going to let anybody push your face in. No, it's a fucking lie. But I will say this year and last year, I have a streak going. Nobody smashed my face in because I've been quick as fuck. I dive in there. I take that bite and I'm out. I'm in and out. So this year and last year, proud to say I haven't gotten smashed. I want to say real oh, quick. I don't like I said that. It is not, it is not fair. It's not fair that the young ones, all right, if they just cry a little bit because they got anxiety not to get their fucking face smashed in, that's bullshit because I was, I, I, okay, look. <laughs> You're so heated. Growing up, I didn't like getting my face smashed in, all right? I, I didn't like all the cake on my face. I don't like mess. I don't like stickiness. Yeah. So I'm going to cry about it. These little guys over here, they're like, I'm going to cry and I'm not going to get any cake smash in my face. There was quite a few young ones that got that pass. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's not fair. Like, like guys, you gotta, you gotta, guys, you gotta live it. Don't smash his face in, okay? He doesn't like it. Don't. Uh, fucking none of us like it. That's the point. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, though. It's fucking great. I love, I love that tradition. Being in the hot seat isn't always fun, but no, it is. No, that's the least fun part about it. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I had a good I, 21st, like, 21st birthday, though. I mean, Big bite. Big bite. That was a big ass bite. That was a lot of I felt of like nose. a man afterwards. I really felt like a 21 year old afterwards. Because <laughs> you smashed your own face in? Because I did that shit. We did a few tequila shots after that. We did, uh, it was Coralejo. And it was like, interesting enough, I didn't think I would like this shit. It's sweet tequila. It's like a cream based tequila. And whenever we take I that with our mom, we just like, uh, <laughs> No? <laughs> it's just tequila to me. I'm just, I, I don't have a sense of smell. So it's just kind of like, oh, it's tequila. Okay, I'm going to. But it's nice because what we do is like, after we take instead of lime, we just do cuties, like the little oranges. And it's it's nice. It complements each other because it's sweet tequila. First time I ever tried that shit, I fucking hated it. I got so hungover. I, well, I also had six shots of it and then like a giant bowl of pozole and then two Mike's uh, hard lemonade. You remember that night? I remember that night because I walked in on the crime scene. Yeah, I... Namari had a uh, loft, loft bed, bed and she puked off the side of it. And I had to see the splash zone when I... Because I, I was in the bathroom brushing my teeth. I walk around the corner and I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> I was just... I mean, I got up there. I was like, oh, my stomach. I'm drunk. I don't know how I made it up that ladder. I'm just laying there. I'm laying there with my cat. I'm like, yep, it's time. And I just rolled over and I just... Bleh. And then it, it, I didn't think about the fact that, you know, it being five feet off the ground. In my mind, there is no way that splashed. it could have gone any better. Like, yeah. You were going to puke all over your blanket. Like, yeah. So you, you did fine. I'm like, I, yeah. I was just violently, loudly throwing up over the side of my bed. Both Arturo and Francisco, our other brother, came running in. They're like, Ninny, Ninny, what the fuck? And me being drunk as fuck, the only thing I remember is me just going, shh. The babies are sleeping because we had like baby brothers in another room and they both just walked away. They just left me to it. And then climbed down. I was like, I can't sleep in here. It smells like puke. So I went and I sleep in the living room couch. And then I woke up the next morning. There's like another pile of puke right next to me. This was a nice pile that was orderly. It was like one little spot. <laughs> Easily cleaned like, up. This is so gross, you guys. I, I hope this paints a nice picture for you. You know, my puke. 
but we'll move on from that. Well, we're talking about tequila. You know, th- these are these are the horror stories. You need to know these things before you start taking your shots. Right? I can handle tequila now. Well, it's I, also the mics kind of fucks you up too. It's, it's just, just sugary. For drink. me, it's just a sugar because I I can go like I can take a bunch of shots and I'm fine. But if I'm taking orange bombs and like cherry bombs and just drinking a bunch of sh- soda and shit. That makes me really, really sick. I can't handle sugar like that. But I feel like that goes for a lot of people because it's just not a good mixture in your stomach. For my 21st birthday, um, my girlfriend took me out to 30 Hop, nice restaurant in Cedar Rapids. And I, because I, we had gone there before with dad. Yeah. And he was always ordering uh, mules, like the the blueberry mules. mules. Yeah. Really fucking good. I took a sip off one one time. I know it's illegal. Sorry, guys. But I was like, I'm going to wait until (laughs) I turn 21. I'm going to order for myself. I loved it. Yeah. But I'm a fucking lightweight. And as soon as I finished that small cup, I was just like, girl, I can't even stand up right now. But I want a Marg. And I ordered a Marg. Didn't even finish half of it. And she had to drive us home. She had to drive us home on my 21st birthday. And it wasn't even four o'clock yet. That means it was a good birthday. I do remember coming home and talking to you and you... Did not look. I, I remember talking to you. I was like, "What the fuck is your deal, dude?" And you're like, "I'm not sober." I'm like, "It is, <laughs> is the middle of the day. <laughs> what is going I'm just on?" Just doing tradition, man. I gotta do it. No, that's fair. I I got fucked up on mine, so that's all good. Right. I didn't get too fucked up though. I wasn't like puking everywhere. Yeah. Well, this is like, it sucks. Yet. It sucks because back when we were younger. Uh, most of the people in our family, like most of our like our aunts and uncles and adults in our family, they don't drink as much anymore. They do like occasionally, but it's just not something they want to do. When we were kids, you know, they used to drink a lot. So now we're adults and we're like, yeah, who wants to take shots? And only like a few people are like, I'll take one. But I'm just doing one. I'm like, God damn, this is so lame. How the mighty have fallen. What is happening? <laughs> and, <laughs> <laughs> it's like these fucking titans of drinking and they don't want to do it with me. But, like... Because, you know, when we were younger, and I think any Mexican can relate to this, you know, you go to a Mexican party, there's always, like, at least two or three drunk tios there, like, uncles. They're just fucked up. And then not to mention, like, you know, there's 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 bottles everywhere, and all of all of the, the tios and your dad or whatever, they can open any bottle with anything. They don't need a bottle opener. They use their ring. They, they use, use another a, bottle. Somebody's shoe. <laughs> a, I saw somebody use a sippy cup to crack it open. I remember thinking like that morally doesn't feel right. <laughs> you know? Like, but it works. I haven't achieved that skill yet. Um, I have. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I can do it with, uh, with knives and spoons. I mean, forks. Yeah. Like silverware. But like... I feel like uh, like I've I've grown as a Mexican because I'm able to open bottles. Yeah, this is our other things than bottle openers. This is our rite of passage if we can open a beer bottle or not. The only thing is, I just you gotta like hold it against your hand. Whatever, I got soft hands. It hurts. Okay, because you gotta like keep it still and just pry something, and your hand is like keep it. I can't do that. My hands hurt. I can't even like. I got sensitive hands. I got little baby hands. I got these are (laughs) these are not the hands of a working woman. These clean. are the hands of a... This is Spongebob. <laughs> these, are, these are clean. <laughs> no, so I, I can't do it. I, one I of those things, everybody else. One of the things about those parties is that, like, yeah, it's a celebration for, you know, this kid turning whatever age. Like four, and everyone's getting fucked up. <laughs> they're turning four or, you know, some whatever age, and they have the pinata out, and they're doing all these things. They have the uncle on the roof with the rope tied to a tree, and they're just like fucking, ha, ah, these kids are whiffing it. They're trying to hit the thing, and the, uh, the pinata I'm trying to talk about. Yeah. And we stopped doing the pinata thing. We stopped that real quick. We stopped that real quick because yeah. kids were getting hit. Nobody was paying attention. And did they yeah. do? Did we do it with the blindfold? Um, I think we did. I think the main think problem, that was the issue. The main problem was, and this is what mom told me, because I remember when we were really, really young, we would do them at our parties. And then when we go to like some of our other cousins' parties, they would do them. But like for a while, we just stopped doing them real quick. And they eventually did too. And I asked mom, like, why don't we do pinatas anymore? She's like, I don't want to deal with that shit. She's like, it's annoying. She goes, somebody gets hit with the stick. Somebody cries because the pinata, the pinata broke before they got to hit it. Somebody cries because they didn't get enough candy. Like, she's like, that shit is annoying. I don't want to deal with it. So I just gave everybody candy. I feel like that was easier. I'm like, that, that is Makes sense. fair. That's fair It's enough. also like a mess. I remember we were at, we were having the birthdays for our little brothers, uh, John Navy. Shout out to the little homies. Um, we had a pinata for them. And like, it was a little TNT, like Minecraft thing. And... 
they fucking got the pinata and they just fucking ripped it up. They ripped everything up and there was just paper and cardboard all over the yard. Yeah, cleaning that shit is annoying too. I remember Man, I remember looking at this shit. I'm like, yeah, no wonder none of the adults wanted to do this shit anymore. I don't want to clean this. They're I'm not gonna adult. clean it. No, I have to deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. And you like catch yourself saying things too that like adults would say to you as a kid. Cause like they'll make messes sometimes. I'm like, well, who's gonna clean it? You're not gonna clean it. I'm gonna clean it. And they're like, yeah, because they're still not going to clean it. It's like, so, oh my God, it's full circle. Full circle. And then there's shit like, oh, I do like, I did love and hate bouncy houses. Those it was were... so chaotic. Because there's always some little asshole in there who just starts hitting. And it's like, get out. Or like somebody's mom is yelling at them. Like, get out of here. You have to get out. Like, get out. I'm going to get you out or whatever. At some point, we need to talk about silver tooth kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because those... If you if you know what I'm talking about, silver tooth kids, like they're a little feral sometimes. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, we had a silver tooth cousin. We I think we had a couple. I don't know. Uh, yeah, anyway, we, we had in the bounce house, you two, know, you, and they know who they are. You know who you are. You were a silver tooth kid. There's two of you. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's the kids that like they jump up on the side of the wall. They bring it down on all the kids. Yeah. Or there's the kid that goes. Unplugs the, it. Yeah, it's plugged in and it starts so deflating, deflating on everybody. And all the kids start screaming because the bouncy house is deflating on them. Or like somebody climbs on top of the bouncy house. So it's like just, you know, there's a kid just sinking part of it down. Stepping so it's like, on people and it's can't can't be that can't be safe. I will say the the deflating of it sometimes was fun because it I remember I don't remember whose like, birthday. Oh, the sky's falling. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I don't remember whose birthday party it was, but there was an adult who just regularly unplugging it just to fuck with the kids. So like, it'd be, you know, it'd be fine. Everybody's jumping. And then you hear like the, and all the kids start screaming. And it's just like some deal over there just laughing and then just plugging it back in like a few minutes after. But um, I didn't like, I didn't you, like that. In parties though, like there's stages, you know, there's like yeah. the intro where like, oh, the kids are here. Like there's like the normie families, if you want to say that. Like, you know, they're 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 there. They're not there to drink. They're there for their kids. They're like, we're at, we have a pinata. You have cake. We're going to go home after that. We're not going to hang out and drink for the rest of the night. And then there's the real ones. Then there's the real ones, which I happen to love. The real ones? Who get lit for a four-year-old's birthday party. Fuck yeah. That's real love. If you don't get fucked up for this four-year-old, you really love the kid? No. Well, that's the, that's the first stage. The first stage is the normal people coming in, all right? Yeah. They and come then and go. they all leave. And then, the baby's sleeping. <laughs> if you walk into a, into a bedroom, like, it could be anybody's bedroom. And there's usually a bed with a bunch of coats on it, a bunch of jackets. And then there's the one bed with a sleeping child on it that you do not want to disturb because that sleeping child probably took a second to, you know, put down to bed or whatever. Yeah. or just They probably needed that nap. I... That, that shows the next stage of the party. And the next stage is getting shit-faced. Yes. And... In the name of this child and their birthday. <laughs> And if there's enough, <laughs> if there's enough space too, that typically comes with music, and then everybody starts dancing. Oh my god! <laughs> I remember the memories are just flooding back to you right it's now. Flooding back. I remember this was like maybe a year or two ago. There was a party that I can't. I don't know if it was even a birthday party, but it was late enough into the night. We had been drinking. Music had been playing, and somebody was like, "Hey." Why don't we dance? And I remember sitting there with so much anxiety. I'm like, fuck, no. Nobody asked me to dance, please. Oh, my God, I remember. And we both got forced. Two of our tias made me and Arturo get up, and they forced us to dance, like, bachata with them. And I was like, I was like, tia, please. Please don't do this to me, please. I don't know how to dance bachata. I'm a little drunk. She goes, I'm drunk too, Nini. It's fine. And I'm like, no, you understand. I don't know how to dance. And she's like, I'll teach you right now. So both me and Arturo were just like just anxiously like trying to get the steps right and then our tias are like also a little drunk so it's not working and then somebody always crashes and falls because they got a little too hyped that, that, there's like especially that happened yeah, yeah. I that. or like if it's like square dancing then it's like it goes a little too hard and it like yeah there's for some reason uh, from the song from Phineas and Ferb I Ain't Got Rhythm is playing in my head right now I ain't got rhythm I ain't got rhythm I ain't got rhythm <laughs> Um, that but that party banger. was pretty lit, though. That I mean, was pretty lit. Uh, I I just I hated the dancing. I can't, I can't be doing all that dancing shit, man. Yeah, uh, like I wish I could do that. I wish I could dance salsa or bachata or like any of that. I can do a little bit of cumbia. But that's because I was obsessed with Selena Quintanilla and I tried to learn it, but like well, I was good and, at it. You and Dad took classes together at one point. Yeah, we took like two classes. 
We didn't that, that's, that's better than nothing. See, yeah. I want to dance like that. You weren't dancing like this with your hands, were you? No, it was <laughs> no. a lot messier. We had no. we had two hands. It's quite romantic. We were supporting each other. We had two hands. We were just doing well, back we and all forth, tipsy. back and forth. It was yeah. We were all. I was tipsy. If I was sober, were, I would have just right up said no and walked away because there's no way they would have. No, there me. was. They didn't take no for an answer. They grabbed us. They pulled us out of our seats and they said, "You're dancing." <laughs> and I was like, "I I can't dance. Like we will teach you." There was no way out of it. And I was like, "I'm not a good dancer." They're like, "Everybody can dance." I'm like, "Fuck no, you don't understand." Yeah, that was a lot of anxiety. I also didn't know how to say, like, I'm an anxious person. <laughs> Don't do this to me. Well, because um, everybody was sitting in a circle. Yeah, so, so you're dancing like, in front of everybody. Like, the fucking spotlight's on me right now. Yeah. I don't do this shit. Well, when I look back at it, like, they were all, they weren't all sober either. So there's, like, a little haze there. They can't see how bad you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. In so, their eyes, we were we were fucking great. Yeah, we, we were, were fucking Scott it up. talent or something. I remember it was you... Or somebody else was like, you actually did a pretty good job. I'm like, shut the fuck up, man. I, I don't want to hear that. No, I didn't. Well, okay. You and, I think it was you and Tia Carolina dancing. Yeah. And I was dancing with Tia Tia. Yeah. Me and Tia Tia gave up early because she was drunk. <laughs> and I think she'd already fallen over. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. And I just like, okay, I'm going to stand back. And I'm like, oh, I started watching you and Tia Carolina. I'm like, you guys actually have something going on. Because like, we did the, right. we did the easy version where you, you step forward. You step back with the other leg. You step forward with the other leg. You step back with the other one. That was it. Uh, it was just like a three-step thing. And I was just trying so hard not to step on her feet and to stay with the rhythm. Uh, yeah. And not drop her. <laughs> yeah, I did not want to drop my aunt on the floor. That would have been I dropped a my aunt on accident, I think. I, I can't totally No, remember. that wasn't you. That was somebody was that else. That was somebody else. Because I, I, I know it was Tia Tia that fell down, I'm pretty sure. I think. I'm pretty sure. I think. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. We were. People we fell. Were but that's borrachos. expected. We were borrachos a little bit. Partially. But, you know, that's that's a party. That's a Mexican party tradition. You know, people get a little fucked up and start dancing. Kids start falling asleep. The party continues on without them. And it'll I, go on until two in the morning. Yeah. I hated when we stop. hosted that shit. I hated hosting parties because I was like, first of all, somebody's sleeping in my bed. I fucking hate that. Some little ass kid sleeping in my bed. Second of all, um, the mess. Yeah, that's the next what I morning. Say, I'm like, dude, oh my God, I, the I can't walk everywhere. in my bed. I can't walk in the living room because there's like shit all on the floor. It's, Not actual shit, but like there's there's just food and there's cake. We're and, going to have breakfast. Mom and I are like, all right, guys, we got to clean. I'm like, fuck, really? Every table and counter is just cans and bottles and pa- paper plates and food. And oh, I'm getting like flashbacks. Yeah. PTSD. Yeah, <laughs> it's hitting me hard. I don't like this shit. So speaking of birthdays, <clears throat> there's a video right now. You guys were talking about pinatas a second ago. There's this one video that's kind of going viral at the time of recording this. And there's this one little girl who's just like going so hard on this uh, on this pinata. I got I got to bring this up for you guys. I got to see this. Um, I want to I want to see what you guys think of this form. So this girl. <laughs> Damn, bro. <laughs> it's just like the... She's got to be in Little League or something. She's saying home runs. The swing. Oh, my... Each one of those swings. That's a dinger. The- From the top, it's TikTok, so it replays. <laughs> <laughs> I like the, the metal music. <laughs> you know what? Maybe it's a good thing she wasn't blindfolded because she would have taken somebody out. Dude, would, the would focus on her out. face. Yeah, she is so... Oh, she wants that candy. <laughs> it's the it, the kids. They, I mean, I don't, I don't know, but like, I don't know about her being a silver tooth child. But the ones that I've seen swinging that bat, they're like, I want that candy. I'm getting that candy. I'm breaking that pinata. I don't care if there's a kid's head in the way. I'm getting that candy. <laughs> <laughs> Was this ever you guys as kids? Um, um, I didn't. I don't really feel like I got too many good swings on with the pinata. It was always like because they had the thing where like you yank on the rope. And you just you 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 oh, miss. I right. hated that. Yeah, somebody's fucking with the rope, so you keep missing. So like, I'm I'm like I'm swinging, expecting full contact, and then I'm missing everything, and I'm like throwing my shoulder out or that something. That shit was annoying. And then I feel like by the time I was old enough that I was lucid, you know, for like a memory of hitting the pinata, I was old enough that I was towards like they would make a line of who gets to hit it first, and the bigger kids are in the At back the of end. the line, yeah. and the little kids go first. So by the time it was my turn, I was like. Mm. I didn't get that much in. Almost tempted to just go buy a pinata to go and just fuck it up for fun because I'm like, I need, I need that experience one more, he just needs one that more time. Release. You know what though? Yeah, as like a grown man, I would love to just 
go to town on a pinion. That sounded like a weird sentence there. <laughs> we, we need to throw a party, only adults, no children allowed, and just get a pinata and everybody have at it. I was going to say, if we could find a way to not fill it with candy and like just something else, but like you can't I want put candy. alcohol in a pinata. Oh, so. yeah, maybe not. So Unless like, you I mean, get those if little, you want shattered plastic, glass and alcohol everywhere. The little then. plastic ones, the little tiny little, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. You little, do those. The little shooters? Yeah. I just turned 21, man. They're Bear like they're like at the front counter of every gas station. Yeah, you've oh, seen Oh, shit. Them. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like, um, He's learning. Yeah, Casey's has those, like the little uh, buzz all balls, of, what they're called. For people not from Iowa, what's Casey's? Uh, Casey's is a, is a gas station. That well, I is, guess, no, wait, they didn't pay us. Fuck Casey's. Casey's is a is a it's it's a red place, and you can get pretty good chicken tenders there sometimes. Really? I gotta go there for lunch, man. Oh, yeah. I work mm-hmm. in construction, and so. uh, that means I don't have a good diet. And Casey's <laughs> is my diet. I, I'm eating a lot of chicken tenders. Uh, I'm drinking a lot of water now, though, and That's iced good. tea. How's that pizza? Teas. You get their pizza? Pizza's good. It's just fucking greasy, man. Oh. Yeah, I'm yeah. not a big fan of gas station food unless I'm. It's two in the morning and I'm drunk and I'm <laughs> with my friends and I'm. We're making a little pit stop or a road trip. Yeah, yeah, road exactly. Trip, yeah. yeah, it's it's more of the. It's just that gas station air when you walk in there. You know, it's just it's different. Well, Casey's is different cool. from Dole. Like I feel like Dole, I'm gonna be like, there's risk of me being kidnapped as I leave the building. But Casey's, I'm like. <laughs> You know, I feel kind of safe here. I don't. <laughs> I don't know my gas stations like that to tell you the different vibe. I, I know gas stations. I've been to way too fucking many. <laughs> That's wow. Well, yeah. I. I'll drink to that. <laughs> Salute to not getting kidnapped. <laughs> Can we talk about how that was actually like instilled as a fear? As a child. Oh my god! My mom was like, "We're gonna watch this documentary about kidnapping," and I was like. Fuck, people are stealing other people. I'm eight years old. I'm like, holy shit, this is terrifying. People want to take me? People want to, I'm like, I'm not, I'm that cool, but I don't want to be. T- I don't really remember the video all that much. I didn't remember that until you told me the other day. Like, remember when mom made us watch, well, mom and dad, when they made us watch that? Mm. And, uh. It was a Dr. Phil episode. Oh, was it? Yeah. Yeah. I. But I was that, I was like, they have vans. They're parked outside of clubs. I'm eight years old. I'm not going to clubs. I go to elementary school and I go home. But I was like, this is, I got to watch out for vans. I do remember though, at our elementary school, there's one point where we're all like, we're playing recess. And at the time, like when you're first learning about kidnapping, kidnappings and stuff, hmm. your first fear is like, oh, white vans. Like the example I always used is like, oh, they got put in a van. It's a white van. So as a kid, I'm scared of the white vans until like an adult was like, hey, you know, it's not just white vans. Like anybody in any old car can take you. They can be that gray. Didn't, that didn't help. But when we were in elementary school, we were out on the playground. Somebody, like a bunch of kids were like, look, there's a white van. It was like right like outside, like the, cause there's like the playground and then we got a track. There was, was a like, pretty a big, big field. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, a, it's a field. field. But like kids are playing like every part of it cause there's like different stuff going on. And on the edge of like the, um, the field, I guess there's a van. And I was talking like, ooh, what if it's a kindergarten van or whatever? And everybody's kind of like freaking out because they want to make a big deal. Until somebody who's running the track sees that there's guns just like in the back of the van. She could see them like in the window. There's like a bunch of like guns like in the van. And she went and told the teacher. And then we had to go on lockdown. And then that kind of stuck with everybody. That lingered a little bit. That wasn't fun. But we were all safe. That's all that matters. We're still here. We're still here. And we're making Chicano chingon. You're welcome, guys. You're welcome for not getting kidnapped. Yeah. Good thing we were smart kids. We got so off topic. We were talking we're about, talking about birthdays. birthdays. Uh, I And did we actually, did we cover, like, we don't know why cake smashing's a thing? No. I don't even know where that comes. I don't know why we do that. It's been a thing so long, and I've tried looking up, like, why do we smash faces in cake? Why is that a thing? I can't. I couldn't find anything either. No. You it, found the thing about, like, Greek people um, doing it at weddings but well, like that was just breaking it right or what well it was more like so when it comes to like if it was mexican or um like oh, what do you want to call them the spaniards that came over if they brought that tradition? If, they, if they brought the tradition or not can't even find who started that can't start that yeah but like when it comes to like cake smashing for weddings they said that the Romans had a tradition where they would break, I think it was like barley cake over the woman's head. And that was to symbolize uh, fertility and 
to show that the male was dominant or whatever. I don't know about them, but I'll be damned if somebody breaks a cake over my head at my wedding. Fuck that. I'm getting my Fuck hair done. I'm getting my makeup done. Don't bring any fucking cake near my head. Well, and that's also one of the things is they say, like, if if you feed somebody gently, that means that the relationship has good, like, balance or whatever. Yeah. Now, if you are smashing the cake at someone else's face, that's showing that somebody is somebody in that relationship is dominant or there's a hierarchy or some shit. Mm. Now, if the cake is thrown, if the cake is thrown at a wedding, that wedding is not a wedding. It's just a big party. They're saying that that relationship is probably going to end in a divorce. Who's they? Like, just like psychologists? That's what... Re- researching? Yeah. Those? Oh, like, okay. Well, they're like, they read into um, like the actions Mm. that they're doing like oh well mm-hmm. if you're presented with cake are you gonna fucking throw it at your wife's face or are you gonna feed her nicely no i'm i'm and making then is ab- she gonna get mad and throw the whole fucking cake at you yeah i'm making and then it ab- get divorced abundantly clear on my wedding nobody is bringing any cake near my we will take a little bite it will be cute but we're not fucking up this makeup and put all this time into in my hair you know fuck that i don't care if it's funny also wedding cakes expensive as fuck we're not smashing right? that shit up so no it's a no from me well i feel like so for some weddings, they actually get like a smaller and cheaper cake to do that. Oh, with, to I the think, smashing or part. Something. Oh, and then ah. they have like the big, like pretty one for. Oh, I think it's nice. Like they do the first, the first slice of the Yo, cake. Check out the screen. This is other. what I found. La mordida. If you guys want, if one wants to read that. La mordida, which translates to the bite, is a playful tradition in Mexico where the birthday celebrant's face is playfully pushed into a cake during the birthday celebration. It has become a popular and fun activity in Mexican birthday parties. And I clicked on the link, and then uh, the guy goes on to say, uh, Zion, whoever they are. However, it's worth noting that la mordida is not an ancient tradition deeply rooted in Mexican culture. (laughs) Its exact origin and specific time it started is unclear. See, that's so weird. Who the fuck came up with this? Who was well, like, hey, put his face in it. Well, Ooh. I got a theory, right? All right. So one-year-old's first birthday. All right. This one-year-old is not eating a bunch of cake. They're not eating all these sweet things. They're having baby food. They're having all this gross shit. All right. Like applesauce. I don't like applesauce, actually. No no diss anybody likes applesauce out there. I did think it's disgusting. Full diss. He doesn't like you, and he's judging you if you like applesauce. <laughs> yeah. Go fuck yourself if you like applesauce. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, they're like, oh, well... This kid has to have this cake, you know, and they need to try it out because it's like a celebration or whatever. And then they're like, no silver tooth kids. So they're going <laughs> to right in the cake. <laughs> it's supposed to deter you from liking sweets. Oh, okay. And that's my theory. I thought you were going to say like the kid tries the cake and like, oh my God, this is fucking amazing. And they just go I didn't make it to all my birthdays. <laughs> yeah, I just smash their face in it because they can't handle how good it is. I thought that's where you're going with that. I'm just making theories out here, man. Well, it's something because we have nothing to go off of other than Mexicans so, like to fuck shit up. Is there a backup cake that's not messed up? There had- At ours, no. Well, there's been a couple times where mom would make a couple of cakes. There was one time oh. she made a- Because I'm not about to eat a cake that like cakes. some five-year-old snotty face has been like- Right. You know? There's, well, at our birthday parties, if it's not a big enough cake, they're usually like, pick a corner and then, you know, so we can cut around it. But there's been a few years where, like, we get, like, one smaller cake for us to smash our faces into. And then our mom just gets a bunch of cupcakes for everybody else so they don't have to eat face cake. We need to reiterate something real quick with cakes. You need to make sure there's no fucking wood, like, sticks in it. Because I've I've heard so many Uh, horror stories of, like, like, yeah, we were having cake and we fucking smashed her face in. And then she got stabbed in the eye. Yeah, I heard about that lady. Like, that's a shitty birthday. Yeah, they but they were brutal and nobody realized Oh, for a minute either because oh. her face is in there and the like little stick thing just went in her eye. That's terrible. Yeah. Eye I mean, injuries are horrible. I don't like those. Ugh, I don't like thinking about it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm feeling ugh. it. No, I'd be pissed. Nobody checked. Nobody checked about a stick. You see their decorations. You should, bleh, you should be like, hey, we're going to smash this person's face in the cake. Let's make sure there's nothing inside of the cake that could harm them. Nobody did that. Sue. Sue them. <laughs> I mean, absolutely. I'd sue. Yeah, get that money. You're paying those bills now. Get your money right, up. Yeah, not your funny up. You're not even getting any money from that. It's all going right to the hospital because you are losing an eye. So yeah, sue. Get that money. I don't care for family I'm paying for that shit. But you gotta, you gotta admit, iPad like an eye patch that'd be pretty cool. I mean, you know, if you don't have a choice and like, you know, keeping your eye, I'll you could just. Patch. Wear like an eye patch. You could cool. just wear an eye patch occasionally if you want to, without losing an eye. 
I feel like that's not good for your fucking eyes. No, it's definitely not, but neither is injuring your eye for Well, that's the point. Like you're covering up this thing because your eye's injured. I'm saying if my eye was injured, I don't want it to be injured, you know, fucking but like <laughs> if it happens, I'll look pretty badass with an iPad. I that is a very optimistic way of looking at it. I'll give you that. I just for me it's not worth it. Or like a cool eye scar, you know? I do want an eye scar. I've always wanted one. I used to have an obsession with pirates as a kid. I wanted to be a pirate so fucking bad and an assassin. It's weird. I don't want to get into that. But I wanted to be those and I just wanted eye scars. Did you so just bad. love Assassin's Creed 4? Yes, I did. Yeah. Did I tell you that b- no, before? I mean, no, it's just you that said was, you liked, you wanted to be a pirate assassin and that's. That was, that was my what, game. That you gotta game. get the that backstory. Was, yeah. In middle favorite. school, she had a book and I remember it was in her hands for the longest amount of time, but she read the hell out of that she played uh, the hell out of the game i got addicted to the game we were in middle school and i think i was in sixth or seventh grade when we got that game and i remember i was so hyper fixated on that game that throughout the day i'm just saying like i can't wait to go home and play assassin's creed and then as soon as the bus got to her stop i would sprint home so i could get to the ps4 and just start playing that shit not even because i was worried about somebody getting the console before me i just wanted to play it as soon as possible i wanted to start playing the game i was so into that game i've had plenty of games like that yeah i i I get it Uh, that game was so good though it was edward kenway that's the guy. I wanted to be him, but yeah. I also wanted to marry him. It was weird. <laughs> <laughs> he was a really cool assassin, too. Yeah, yeah, he was. And he had a really cool backstory. And it was cool because he's like, he's he didn't do, like, always good things. You know, he did a lot of bad things, but you could tell he was, like, a good person, you know? Mm. Like, I, I don't know how to explain it. His need, moral compass was pretty cool. Yeah, I need to play the game again. But it was, that was a really good game. I cried multiple times because they get you, like, to care about all these characters and like the friends he makes in the game. And then at one point in the game, spoiler, they all fucking die. They just all die. And I'm just sitting there sobbing. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why? It's awful. They all just slowly start dying. Um, like at one, just one chapter in the game, they all just start dying slowly. I mean, I don't want to, I don't think it's a spoiler because it is based Came on out, history. Like, 2014 or 15. I can tell you right now that Blackbeard is not a good person and he, he but died in, in Black Flag. He was a cool shit. guy. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it was really cool, like the way he looked, because he had like he had a beard, obviously, and he had like fuses that he would like. What color was his beard? I Black. Th- I think it was oh, really dark brown. Got it. Got it. It'd be really cool if it was purple. But he would put fuses in it, like um, like cannon fuses, and then he would light them, and he had like this cloud of smoke around him when he walked around. Yeah. Badass. They can be good for you, though. Oh, can't be good for you. But I mean, the aesthetic. <laughs> well, he also died of syphilis. So, like, is that's that how he, he died? He was going crazy. People say that he was going like fucking batshit crazy because he had syphilis and he was just living with it. I, for some reason, I don't remember his death in the game. Um, I think he was a set. Like, he was just killed by a bunch of navy officers. Yeah, I thought. Um, I thought somebody. I, was, I thought I was sitting next to you when you were playing. Uh, a few of them. Uh, I think went out that way. I don't remember how he died, but I remember his death did make me sad because I'm like, he was pretty cool. I don't know. That game touched me in a way that I cannot explain. I think that was, I don't know, I don't think that was the first Assassin's Creed game I played. I've played all the Assassin's Creed games by now. Um, I became heavily obsessed with them, but none of them did to me what Black Flag did to me. That shit had me like, I have ADHD if you can't tell. I was just hyper folk, hyper fixated on that game nonstop the whole time I was playing on it. It was, yeah, that was a lot. This is a good game. You can always good. appreciate those games that like have such an, I mean, because that it sounds like to me like that was a game that influenced your character. Because like I know that yeah. there's like certain, there's certain games for sure. Like I love Spider-Man. Yeah. And he definitely influenced the way I just walk around and talk. Like, yeah. There's just, there's things you pick up from it. That's, I walk that's really like cool a pirate. and now it's the moment everybody's been waiting for the moment of truth the word of the day gordo or gordito can you say gordito (laughs) say it i will know if you're not saying it with me Gordo or gordito. What significance does that have to you in your life? Um, I mean, aside from what it actually, like, like the meaning of the word, 
it is an endearing term that I hear from my family and hopefully only my family. Right, because for those of you who don't know, gordo means fatty. So... Or little fatty, gordito. Gordito, the little fatty. Ito makes it tinier or just sweeter, endearing, you know? So a lot of times, Arturo, when he was born, he was a big baby. He was a chubby baby. And uh, he got the nickname real quick, gordo, gordito. Because it was cute. He was a big-ass baby. That shit was adorable. Um, So... Came out, <laughs> came out bald, but yeah, yeah, he came out. Fat. He got a, he had a big head. He didn't have that much hair. The hair he did have was blonde. Which is interesting, by the way. Don't know what happened. Um, and yeah, he was just really big, so he got the nickname Gordo, which means fatty or fat, you know. And that's common in Mexican culture. I, I would say Latino culture in general, but uh, for Mexicans, I'm going to focus on. Yeah. Um, you get all Mexican families give you nicknames you know uh everybody has a nickname i have a nickname it's nenny i have a few i gave you that because i cannot say your name (laughs) i also couldn't say my name (laughs) um my name you know it's nell marie kind of hard for little kids to say adults too by the way i feel like it shouldn't be that hard but a lot of adults struggle my name um a lot of little kids us included couldn't say my name so we would both say nenny or nenny or whatever so we just shortened it i got the nickname nenny um, Francisco has quite a few. Pinto, Chicky, Chiquilada. I call him San Fran. We call him San Fran. He does not like that. He doesn't like that. I mean, I don't think he minds it as much anymore. Not anymore, no. But it's but just... He calls me Ontario. Yeah, so like it's... Like the fucking place it's, in, Cal- in Canada, not California. It's fair game. Cal- Yo, my family's got nicknames too. Yeah? My nickname is Alejo, which is my first name and middle name combined into... It's Alex Jose, Alejo. Oh, that's actually cute. That's cool. And then uh, my brother David, we always called him Papote. <laughs> which that straw? What does that mean? Papote. Papote. Does that, that mean? I'm pretty sure that means if, straw. If it's if you're saying like Papote with like the O, I know in Mexico I think we, it's P A P O T. Oh, P A P O T E. He, if he had a little chair that said Papote. That's so cute. That's so I don't. Cute. I don't know, but the, with the A, I don't know Papote. But then my youngest brother Anthony, who's like you would not ever believe is Puerto Rican. He's very white. We just call him Tony Bob. Because <laughs> his name's Anthony Robert. <laughs> that's Tony actually Bob. really cute. <laughs> Tony Bob. No, that's the thing in Latino culture. You just, you get a nickname, you know? That's how you and feel that, the love. It's for life. It's for life. It's for life. Yeah, I yeah. I didn't even have a consciousness and I was given a nickname. Like, And clearly he's not fat. Like, he was only fat for a little bit. He's a skinny guy. We can still call him Gordo. And that, I think well, that's it's hilarious. more of an ironic name now. And I, I, at, at one point in my life, I was like actually ashamed to explain it to people because I'm like, you know, I don't want people calling me fat ass, whatever. But I'm like, at, at some point, it changed. And it's weird because we weren't, we were going to a school that was predominantly white. There weren't that many Hispanic kids there. And there's a huge cultural difference when you're explaining, like, why does your family call you fatty? You know? So, I remember there was times where I'd see you at school or something. I'm like, hey, Gordo, or whatever. Because I just call him Gordo. It's hard to make that switch sometimes. I always call him Gordo. I'd be like, Gordo. And he'd get mad at me. He's like, don't call me that when we're not at home. He'd get fucking mad. Because it's kind I of like. I don't remember that. Because, you know, you tell some kids, they're going to be like, oh, we're going to call you fatty. Because it's like funny. Mm-hmm. Um, clearly, he was never, he was not even fat. But it's still like it was embarrassing to him, which I can kind of get. Well, the funny thing, I like. One of the funniest things for that in my being called Gordo all the time was homie Mauricio. He didn't know my name was Arturo until I told him like at the age of like 10 or something. <laughs> he just thought my name was Gordo. And I'm like, that's like, that's I didn't fucking know that. But that's the cutest thing. Like, I love that. And our, our baby brothers. Well, they're not babies anymore. We still call them that. They're like six and seven now. Um, I remember like a few years ago, they'd be like, mom would say like, do you know Gordo's real name? And they're like, what? They're like, Gordo's actual name. It's not Gordo. They're like, what do you mean? And we had to explain them like, it's our and they didn't know my name either. Cause like, Cause you call, they called them Nenny. Yeah. They was always, there was always the, they were always calling me Nenny or Nen. So I one day told them like, somebody called me Nell Marie. They're like, why did they call you that? I'm like, well, that's my name. My name's Nell Marie. They're like, what? It's not Nenny? Because it's just like, that's normal. That's the only name you get called at home unless you're in trouble. It just, yeah. 
like I like to look at it like you're just on a you're on a different level than everybody else. You, know, you can call me this because I love you, homie. Exactly, it's endearing. I like that. It's I like that. That's a thing. Uh, I mean, obviously, I think nicknames are kind of a thing everywhere, but in Latino culture, like that is you know. Uh, it's very it's very endearing. That's it just sticks with you. It becomes and, a part of your identity. And I hear a lot of stories about like people marrying into Latino families and just getting these weird ass nicknames. And they're like, <laughs> "Why is your family calling me that?" And it's just like, "That's a thing. That means they like you, you know." And it's funny. I I saw like a TikTok where somebody was talking about like, um, like Hispanic kids getting like white people names, and then their their Hispanic families like, mm, "We're gonna change that <laughs> <laughs> like real quick." But like, that means they love you, you know. But it's interesting though, because it, it's a thing with family and friends. It's just common, like you know, like you look a certain way, or there's something about you, like a quality, whether it's a characteristic or just a, a physical quality that and becomes your it. nickname. Yeah. yeah, it's just they'll like they'll call a thing. you flaco, they'll call you huesos, they'll call you yeah. gordo, gordito. Flaco means skinny, huesos mean bones. So if you're very oh, very skinny, I got an uncle named Flaco. Do you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, I think, uh, we, we do too. Yeah. There's, yeah. Yeah. There's Paco Paco. There's Pachin. His name's Raphael. You know, <laughs> Tot- love it. Makes sense. Yeah. I don't know what Pachin means though. Pachin? I can't say I'm familiar. I don't with. know either. I'm a No Sabo kid. I don't, I don't really. What's know. that? No Sabo kids. It's a, it's a joke. So like saber means to know. And it's kind of a joke that Latinos who speak Spanish like fluently they make about kids who don't speak it as their first language because if you want to say I don't know in Spanish instead of saying yo no sabo you say no sé but kids who don't know that because their Spanish isn't the best they would say no sabo so it's just like a nickname for kids who span whose Spanish isn't the best they they get called no sabo kids oh damn I was a no I'm a no sabo Man, I'm, I'm kind of a I'm a bit of a no sabo kid, and it's yeah. it, it's kind of it's rude though, because it's like yo, don't play mice. Our parents kind of miss the mark there, you know. Somebody's got to teach us the language, but um, yeah. And sometimes it's like it it's not always so serious. It's like a funny thing, but some people are kind of mean about it. Like ah, oh, you're no sabo kid, like whatever, whatever. As if like your Latino pride just is you know, riding on your Spanish skills, which is kind of goofy. And you know what? That's one of the biggest things about this podcast is no Sabo kids, you're welcome here, as well as the kids that <laughs> yeah. do Sabo, you know? <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys, this has been Chicano Chingon. Thank you so much for listening in. This episode has been produced and distributed by Mango Mustache Media. You can check out more information at mangomustache.com slash Chicano Chingon. And it was produced and brought together specifically by Alex Schulte. Thank you so much for being the glue that keeps this lovely show together. We're also sponsored by Hasena Las Glorias. We'll be having a live show there. Uh, our next one will be July 29th. Be there, be square. Uh, we also have other live shows at the last Saturday of every month. Learn more information about that at our website, mangomustache.com slash Chicano Chingon. Or in this bio, if you're watching us on YouTube, all the information is right down there. Don't forget to give us a like and check out the rest of our episodes at Mango Mustache Media YouTube channel in the Chicano Chingon playlist. Leave yeah. a good review. Yeah, because we're pretty good. Not Five to stars only. Five, Five stars, stars only. And yeah, we will see you guys next Wednesday. Thanks for tuning in. Stay Chingon, Chicanos. Mango Mustache Media.